0: and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Kelly O Show. Today is a two-part episode where I'm interviewing my, one of my favorite people on the planet, A, because she's become a dear friend of mine, but B, she was first and foremost, my beautiful injector. And for those of you who are like, what is an injector? This episode is for you. I am launching a beauty series here on The Kelly O Show. And I've wanted to do this for quite a while. Not to, I never put anything out here on the show, as you guys know, to persuade you to do something just because I love it. Or, you know, sometimes I might reinforce you should really look into something because I know it'll work for you. But ultimately I'm here to present a lot of education information, pull back the curtain and give you a peek into understanding things more so that you can make a more informed decision. Now, when it comes to beauty, yes, we're going to be covering a lot of uh, skincare topics. We've had some exceptional skincare experts on um, answering some questions. And frankly, every time I have one of these experts on the show, I'm learning right along with you. And and the goal for me with the beauty series is to educate you on everything that you can't learn in a magazine, everything that you might be confused by when you see these infomercials Uh, on television. And I just think particularly when it comes to beauty, and in this case, elective cosmetic procedures, we're talking about things like fillers and Botox, Um, some of these things that you might see on social media, like vampire facials or PRP, there's a lot of treatments that you're seeing with celebrities, or maybe some of the influencers that you follow. And some of them, you might wonder, like, is that legit? Is that real? What does that do? Why do I use that? How do I use that? How much does it cost? When do I use that? Um, How many times a week do I use it? Um, You know, so on and so forth. That's why I'm doing this beauty series because so if there are any guys tuning in, um, this is definitely a series that is much more focused for the females here that are tuning into the Kelly O show. So sorry to disappoint you. Um, But the truth is, you know, quite frankly, a lot of times many of these procedures and certainly most of the skincare uh, is applicable for men as well. And there's a lot of guys out there getting Brotox. So there you have it. Um, so on today's episode, I have Shakira Cabrera. And yes, that is her real name. And she is just the sweetest, most amazing person who I trust beyond anything I could say. She is the person I started going to here after I researched Uh, I wanted to find a a Botox person um, and somebody who does fillers and all of that, that I really could trust. I'd had some bad experiences before. I'm doing a whole separate show on that so that you can learn from my mistakes and know the types of questions you should be asking when you find a practitioner in your area. Shakira goes over a lot of that as well here. Um, She answers some great questions. There were things I didn't even know which I I have been and gotten, I've been getting work done, if you will, for about, I started when I was 48, um, which is late for most people. A lot of women are starting to get work done in their 30s. Doesn't mean that there's a rule, but I got Botox first when I was um, 48. And so I'm 50 now. I've been doing this stuff for about two years. And again, go listen to my other episode on this, you know, why I first decided to get work done, what my experience was like, what I got done, what I've spent, how often I go. Um, and really, truthfully, for me, getting the work done, I just can't tell you how much better I felt about myself. I just had started to very suddenly notice changes in my face from a skin texture perspective to just, you know, I gained weight, lost weight, and kind of just. For the first time ever, I really remember looking in the mirror and going, I don't I don't like what I see. And what I love about what Shakira's done and what so many great practitioners around the country can do is the good ones are typically going to guide you towards a more subtle uh, transition versus looking extreme. And I do know of so many of you that write in, that's your biggest fear, that you're going to go and get work done and someone's going to, you know, plump you up like the Pillsbury Doughboy. No, somebody who's really, really good at what they do. And it's very easy to find those folks is going to encourage you to be much more subtle. And what I love is, you know, you guys, I will link this up in my blog post. Cause I'm going to do a whole post on this on kellyalexa.com. You will be able to go and look like my visual story is online. You can see what I looked like 10 years ago on YouTube. You can see what I looked like five years ago on YouTube. You can see what I looked like before I got work done, right after I got work done. And I honestly think, you know, I can see the difference from when I first got it done, I can see where there's fullness in my face again. Um, certainly I can see the difference when I go back 10 years ago before I ever had my lips done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I got my lips done. And all of this is personal preference, ladies. I'm not telling you what to do. Um, it's There's very subtle ways to get work done. Some people like a more um, extreme look, um, you know, even with things like Botox. Some women, you know, want a frozen look? We talk about that in this in this episode. You know, I'm one of those people. I like my forehead frozen. I do. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for it. But a lot of women don't want that. They want something that's much more subtle. And that's the beautiful thing is that you can choose uh, what you want. But in this series, I'm going to have a wonderful group of ladies on here, from plastic surgeons to injectors uh, to people who run med spas and do all kinds of facials and all different kinds of procedures and options that you have and they are going to answer all the questions you know what what is this procedure? What does it do? How does it help you? How often do you get it? What does it feel like? Um, what's the downtime? What is this procedure like? And and what you know what hurts? What bruises? What doesn't hurt? What doesn't bruise? What has downtime? Um, what are the costs? What are the risks? All of those things we're going to cover everything. So I encourage you to sit back and enjoy this two part interview with Shakira Cabrera. We're going to talk mostly about you know this. Look at this as like our foundational episode with. Elective cosmetic procedures. We're going to cover mostly Botox and fillers. You're going to learn quite a lot. And what I would encourage you to do is, when you're listening to this, write down what questions you have and anything we haven't covered or that you anticipate we will cover with Shakira, with other plastic surgeons, with other doctors, um, with med spa owners, and so on and so forth, with estheticians. Let us know what questions you have. Write into kelly at kellyalexa.com or just fill out the contact me form on kellyalexa.com. Let me know what you want me to cover. I create this show for you to help you and I want this beauty series to be very valuable for you. So let me know what questions you have about skincare, about beauty, about makeup, about elective cosmetic procedures, about facials, about anything. We want you looking and feeling fly AF, and that's what we're here here to do. So sit back and enjoy. Remember, this is a two-part interview with Shakira Cabrera. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. I have one of my favorite, 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 favorite people in Texas and pretty much in the country for reasons that you will know shortly. Um, and it's Shakira, who is my injector, and she's the one who makes my 50-year-old face looks so fly and so much more beautiful every time I see her. My man thinks that she is an artist. She's brilliant at what she does. And she's here to kick off our series on, you know, all things elective cosmetic procedures. But I don't think they're elective. I think they're required. But that's just my position. You know, I'm obviously a fan. So Shakira, welcome to the show. Are you ready to roll?
1: Hi, Kelly. Yes, I'm super excited. (laughs)
0: I'm so happy to have you here. And I just remember when I first looked you up, I know I found you because of Botox Bunny. And I was like, that's who I'm going to see in Texas for Botox. And I'm so glad that I chose you because you're so, not only are you so good at what you do with your technique, but you're so good in your relationship with your patient and in explaining things and giving us, and I know all of your patients, um, you know, options And explaining, you know, talking us down from turning into a really overly fake plastic Barbie doll, which is funny because I will say this up front, a lot of you ladies listening, it seems like there's two schools of thought, right? There's the people like me who are like, give me all the plastic surgery and not that I've had plastic surgery yet, But like me, I'm I go to Shakira, and every single new procedure I see, I'm like I I add that to my list because I'm doing that. And then there's the women that are like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to look plastic. I don't want to look fake. I don't know why women can't just age naturally. Um, And and so for those of you that are tuning in, this is a big part of why I'm doing this series because number one, I remember what it was like before I ever got work done. I I had I had all the questions that I'm gonna ask Shakira about, you know, pain tolerance, about bruising, about looking fake, about pricing, yada, 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 how to, how to start, when to start, all of that kind of stuff. But I can tell you that, and I believe Shakira, and that's probably going to be my first question for you, like a really qualified injector and somebody who's going to do work on you, like Botox or fillers, whatever, they actually will talk you out of more then they will talk you into. And so I, I think that's probably a good question, Shakira, is like when, you, how, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been doing as, what, I, what I refer to as aesthetic procedures? How long have you been doing this? And would you agree that, you know, you, you tend to talk people out of going too extreme more than saying, oh, you should try this and this and this. You tend to be much more conservative.
1: Yes, that is correct. So I've been doing this for about 18 months um injecting and before that I did plastic surgery and trauma surgery and a combination of both reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. after like breast cancer and then also cosmetic but I'm I'm a fan of like staying like respecting somebody's face and trying mm-hmm. to stay as true to their face as possible and at the same time kind of help age backwards or, or buy them some time, if that makes sense. So yeah, I, I tend to be a little bit more conservative, um, in my approach. Not everybody's like that, but that's just, that's just me.
0: I, I feel like, um, my, my observation is I, I do, I think that there's, it's really a cool time because particularly with Instagram, there's so many great injectors, um, that are, providing so much like a peek, you know, behind the curtain. And I think that what what all of you are doing with showing your patients real people before and after, um, it, it, it demystifies it. It makes it much more accessible. And, you know, I also, again, see, I see more of people showing results, whether they're a plastic surgeon or an injector or a combination of both, that is, you know, you can, you can tell that they're saying, look, you don't need all of that. Or they're also really setting expectations of like, Hey, I mean, I, I see a lot of people when they're educating on lip filler, like don't come in and blow up your lips. If you have really thin lips, you do it subtly over time because I, I think, and maybe that's one of my next questions for you. Cause I want to, I want to ask the questions on this show of, what the people who are listening who haven't yet really gotten work done and are very intimidated and worried about it because they ask me, they'll private message me and they're like, I'm so intimidated, I'm so scared. And what surprised me is most of them are not intimidated by the price, they're more intimidated by they think they're going to walk in and you or one of your colleagues in the, in the space is going to make them look like a completely different person. Um, so let me ask you this. When, when you typically have a new patient come in and see you, do they tend to be more on the I'm so scared of what I'm going to look like coming out of here? Or do they tend to be more like me, like give it all to me and you have to talk them down on the ledge?
1: Well, I think it's a mix of both. Um, and I love them both equally. Like, <laughs> You know, you, like when you came in, I was like, oh, my God, I, I'm going to have some fun today. Like <laughs> you can talk about anything and everything and it's fun. And then it, you're the kind of patient and as long as we educate like, hey, this let's, let's get a plan. And this is what this would do to get you to this final stage. But the newbies, I take a different approach. I'm very like understanding. I ask them what their main goals are and then I make it fun. I'm like, Oh, right. I'm going to pop your cherry today. <laughs> like calm them down. And they, they kind of understand that I'm not, they're not going to walk out of my office looking like a crazy lady, you know, with their eyebrows up in the forehead. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're both, they're both equally amazing. And, and if you're going to be an injector in this industry, you're going to have them built. So you have to figure out how to, get that patient to their goals, to what they're mm-hmm. really saying. Because sometimes even the seasoned patients are saying one thing, but to get them there is not that same path that
0: they're thinking,
1: if that makes sense.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Because you've, you've. I mean, I've come in and I've said, how about we do this for this problem? And you're like, oh, uh, that's not going to work. And I, I really appreciate, I've said this to you, um, and why do I only call her by her name, Botox Bunny, but why, Erica, I've Erica. told you both, like, I really... <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate your candor, you know, cause I've said, you know, what about this? And I remember where she's like, well, the truth is that, you know, we can buy you time with certain things, but, and people for, for those of you listening, you guys know I'm 50. So it's not like I'm 35 getting some it's of this work done, amazing. but I, I mean, I love how I look, but there's certain things where like, if I really want to have a perfect jawline, inevitably I'll be looking at a facelift down the road. And that sounds so harsh, but facelifts are, are different nowadays. So we're not gonna we're not gonna be getting into surgical procedures today. We're gonna start with, you know, these these elective cosmetic procedures. And you know, I think one of the what would be a good baseline to Shakira is because this is a pet peeve of mine, and I see a lot of women who are not necessarily informed, and this is what I wanna do in this show. They're not informed and, and they've only been exposed to people who have had a lot of work done. And to them, they look at some of these women and they think they look, you know, like maybe they're watching one of the housewife shows and they're like, oh, and and to, to certain women, I say, I think most of those women look great. I don't watch the show, but the few people I've been exposed to, like, I think Lisa Rinna is perfection. Um, but I think they look great, but I, I also can understand like a woman who's never had work done might, might look at some of those women and go, oh gosh, they look so fake with with lips and cheeks and all that. I don't want to look like that. So they're very intimidated. But these are the same women who fall for, you know, these infomercials like Cindy Crawford has out where you can buy, uh, you know, three payments of $40 for this skincare. And, and they think that they're going to look like Cindy Crawford looks. Right. Exactly. with topical skincare, So can you speak to, cause you'll say it better. I always say that like getting elective work done, it's like the architecture under the skin, whereas putting, you know, oil of Olay on top of your skin or, or coconut oil or whatever, like that's paint. If, if the house is falling apart underneath, you can put all the paint you want on it, but inevitably you got to deal with the architecture. That's the way I describe it. So how do you say, speak to a woman out there who's like, I'll just get some some moisturizer and that's that's going to be my anti-aging?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think once, when I get a new patient, I, I try to get a feeling of where they're at because everybody, like we talked about um, just in the previous um, question, everybody's at different stages. And so somebody that comes to me like that, like, Hey, I just, I don't know if I want to do Botox, definitely not filler. Um, I just kind of want to get my feet wet and see what you think. But it's the, you know, maybe late forties or early forties woman with sun damage and starting to notice those static lines developing in the forehead, which just, just a fancy word for like wrinkles. Then I kind of just try to educate them because you're right. A lot of people will look at uh, people on TV that, or or those, or maybe have them in their family that have have way too much plastic surgery and they just have no facial expression. Mm-hmm. And I will reassure them, like, look, the way I do Botox and the way that a lot of my colleagues do Botox um, is, you can look very natural. You can get a sprinkle, a full face sprinkle, what we call it, where we treat like all of the different areas in your face to kind of slow down those wrinkles and buy mm-hmm. use time and still have a lot of movement and look very natural and there's some people that sit in my chair and they're like no no, no. freeze my fucking forehead
0: and that's and, me that's me everybody <laughs> I'm shallow I don't care I'm like I she did she was saying to me she's like well you know I can do this and I'm like let me be clear I want frozen but that's that's what I want I literally, the second she should ask her, like, the second when I'm putting on my mascara and I can, like, I'm raising my eyebrows and I'm like, oh, there's a, ra- uh, it's movement. I'm, I'm like, is, is it time? And she's like, Kelly, you just got Botox three weeks ago. I'm like,
1: oh. no, no, no. I mean, so, but you meet everybody, I'm that way, as a person, as a provider, as an injector, like, I meet everybody where they're at. Mm-hmm. And, um kind of slowly, especially if it's somebody that's very shy and new to the, to the industry, educate them and slowly kind of hold their hands through the procedure. And usually after the first treatment and once that Botox kicks in, they're like, oh, honey, when's my next appointment? You know? <laughs> um, and then the other thing I do, I'm like, hey, look, look at my face. I have five syringes in my face and 60 units of Botox all the time. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. And I can move my eyebrows and I'm like, very, you know, natural and mm-hmm. I can laugh. And, and they're like, oh, and that usually like makes them feel more at, like at ease. Cause they're, mm-hmm. they're not
0: thinking that I, they're going to look plastic. Yeah. So, And some of that too. I mean, I, I can tend to be, um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, it bothers me when women are so, it's just a thing in life. I, it bothers me when women are so worried about what other people will think. Like I have a lot of people who private message me and they're like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this, but I just, I don't want anybody to know I got it done. And I'm like, what What year are we in? Like the whole world gets work done. And I'm not saying that like, like for people that don't want to get it done, I'm what I just said, I'm, I'm not saying that to say, you need to get it done because everyone's getting it done. I'm not doing a peer pressure thing. I'm just saying like, if, if a woman chooses to get work done, own it, like just, it doesn't, and you don't have to be as outspoken about it as I am. I, I tell everybody, I'm like, and I I actually will post, you know, when I'm at Shakira's office, I'm like, oh, look at my lips with all the numbing cream on it because, but that's because I want to educate women on this. And, but, you know, I, I personally think, it's it's fantastic, and my man supports it. In fact, you know, when I came back from getting my lips done recently with you, he was like, "Oh my God, she's good." He's like, "When do you go in for a tune-up?" Because <laughs> he loves it, and I really love it. But yeah, um, I love that you are, are. And and really, again, for everybody listening, I can tell you that. You, you definitely want to do your research and find a good injector. And um, I can certainly make recommendations. In other words, like I found Shakira and I think this is a pretty cool way to find people. Like I followed Botox Bunny and then I saw people that she was teaching and educating. And then that's how I ended up trickling down to find Shakira because Botox Bunny had trained her. And then, you know, you can also do Yelp and find people on Yelp and, and look at reviews. So you want to pick... Who, who you're using. But then when you go in for your first consult, ask all the questions, be an advocate for yourself. Yes. Um, the good, a good person is going to want to take the time with you to educate you. When I first chose the first woman in Austin, um, whose name I will not mention because I don't want anybody to go see her. Um, I didn't ask the questions. I didn't push back. And I had some horrible experiences. So I'm very fortunate to have had one other person I saw in Austin, and then Shakira is my woman. And I will tell you this right now: she's so amazing. If you don't live in Texas, you should fly in to see uh-huh. her because she's outstanding. I can't. When you said you've only been doing this eighteen months, I'm like, I thought you were going to say eighteen years because you're yes. so good. Um, yeah, you're really amazing. Okay, so um, we just talked about the difference between, you know, again, ladies, if you're if you're thinking that you can look as good as jennifer lopez or cindy crawford with just topical moisturizers yes there is absolutely something to be said about a solid skincare system but architecturally and from a gravity perspective that's what what i have learned is fantastic about fillers and botox and whatnot is there's only so much a topical can do that can help, but you will get to the point where all of a sudden you're like, Oh, this is what gravity does. Okay. So it's, I think it's a fantastic thing what you can do with fillers and Botox and all that. We're going to start with a couple of these things and then talk about certain parts of the face and neck and chest. And later we'll talk about plastic surgery on another show. Um, But we did just address the issue of moisturizer versus getting work done. Here's my second question, Shakira. I hear, so I didn't get any work done in my life. And I'm not saying that this is right or wrong. I never got work done until I was 48. And it was like the end of that year. So like two years ago. Um, And that was when I really started to notice, like I'd lost weight and I felt like my face looked very thin and drawn and my lips. And that's when I first went in for Botox. And then the second thing I got was my lips done. And then I got filler um, and it was game changing. It was life changing for me. Um, but I see so many people on Instagram, it seems that women are starting to get work done a lot earlier, like in their 20s, in their 30s. And obviously, you know, we even see parents getting plastic surgery kind of things like nose jobs and stuff for kids. I'm not an advocate of that, but is there, is there something you as a, a practitioner recommend for people? Like, hey, start doing little things. Is, is it advantageous to start doing little things in, Your late twenties or your thirties, or does it? Is there no rule? Does it? Is there an advantage to starting earlier or later, or no? Yeah. So I,
1: it's a mixture of the both. So your patients that have been, you know, sun lovers and sun goddesses in their teens and now are in tanning beds um, in their twenties, they're going to develop loss of elasticity or wrinkles a lot sooner than maybe those that didn't in their 30 or in their, you know, teens and 20s. So my 20 year olds that I get are a mixture of both, you know, some have been exposed to the sun and already are developing wrinkles. So I get them on a good toxin plan and a skincare and sunblock and all those things that are, they're going to benefit from when they're 40, those patients, they don't have a lot of loss of volume because they're 20. So they don't, they're not losing their collagen as advanced as when they're 30 and 40. So, um, so those patients, I would. I would absolutely, and I have, I have a lot of them that come to see me in their mid to late 20s for Botox. Now, the key there is there's differences in the toxins used, and that's where you need to go to somebody that's really good um, and maybe make sure that the toxin that they're using and the younger patients are not gonna, you know, completely atrophy their muscles when they're in their forties and fifties because that can happen with some of the Botox in the market. So and so in their thirties, and that's when they start getting a lot more of like the cheek fillers. Now, now it's a new trend now for the twenty-year-olds to start getting their jawlines done and their lips. So it just varies. Everybody's so different.
0: Mm-hmm. But in other words, it's it's like it's not. I mean, I for me, I just. I, I'm kind of surprised because I have been a sun worshiper like my whole life. That I really it wasn't, and it was, but it was very sudden. It, I I really never felt like I knew I would I always get it. I would always joke and I would say, "Oh, I can't wait to to get Botox." And I I knew I would be. I but I just never was looking in the mirror going, "Oh, I'm so feeling a need for this or that." And then it was just I lost weight, and I I just distinctly remember looking at the the quality of my skin it looked very dull i remember just feeling like my skin my my face looked so thin and and not uh, yeah it was it was like a red flashing light like go get some work done and then the first time i went and got it done it was like i was a different person i mean at that at that age at age 48 to go in and suddenly it was i mean i know we're talking about getting injected but it was like i was injected with like confidence again and it really did like i i just remember going oh oh look my my eyebrows lifted a little bit and and look at this and i mean it was just clearly you guys i'm a fan so i'm very biased but we're, we're doing this show to educate you one of the things you just said um brings up another question. So you talked about um, ladies who are, you know, in their 20s who have had sun damage and are coming in. And you said, you know, you want to make sure that a practitioner knows the right kind of, of Botox. There's a lot of people out there, I was one of them, who aren't aware of these other brands of, you know, toxin. So will you just like give a short overview of like, okay, what is, what is Botox and what is the, what's it, what do you call it? It's like an, is it it's called a neuromodulator? layer? Is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there's, so
1: Botox is the popular one. It's been around the market the longest. It's the name that most of the households recognize and mm-hmm. most people, you know, will use, even if they're talking about a different neurotoxin, but, um, all it does is it blocks the synapses at the muscle junction from firing so that that muscle doesn't contract. Um, and there's now four different companies in the market that make neuro, neuromodulators, neurotoxins to do that same action. So uh, Allergan, which is a big pharma company, they make Botox. They make Juvederm. They do Medica the Latisse. They do even the Nutrell breast implants. So they're a big company. They've been around for a while. So they're the ones that manufacture Botox. This sport is another neur- neuromodulator out on the market. Um, it's made from Galderma who makes Restylane as well. And then there's Xiamen. They are made by MERS uh, who also makes radius, and Villotero in Neocutus and then the new one on the market, the new kid on the block is Javo, mm. And they're made by Evelis. And I think next year we're gonna have a fifth one. So wow. yeah, the the industry is definitely growing. But and really at the end of the day is how they compound, how, how they manufacture that neurotoxin, how they purify it, how they mix it with proteins to get it into that patient and see how the patient. Response because sometimes you have patients that are resistant um, or don't get as good of a result. I'm not going to say resistant to one brand versus the other. So it's just it's just knowing your patient and, and knowing their history. Like I said, with skincare, sun exposure, um, sometimes even genetics can play a role.
0: So it just varies. You're so I'm so glad that you're bringing this up and and that everybody can listen to you because I think they're starting to see like there's so much more to getting this type of work done nice. and a lot of education because I can tell you, um, I had previously before I, I, started going to Shakira, I had only gotten Botox and, and I was paying, you know, that price. And there's, so there is a difference in price with some of these. I don't think it's maybe as big of a difference overall, uh, in, in general, but I've tried, I think, haven't you, haven't we done Dysport on me and Javot or have I also done Zieman?
1: You've never done Zio, just Ingevo, Dysport, and Botox, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so just to what she said, there are some of those that actually um, worked really well on me, and so before I met her, I was on Botox, and then I think the first time I saw you, you did, didn't we do Dysport the first time? Or maybe that was the last time. Anyway, who cares? I, I've done, <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm a toxin whore. I am file. Hold on, let me pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly, like, I will tell you guys so that, you know, those of you that follow me, you know, you can see me all the time. And you can, what I love too is the great thing about, and, and Shakira, you can use this as an example with some of your patients too who want to see, like, um, you can look at me now, but I have my YouTube videos up, um, from 2009. So, you know, you can see me putting videos up now and you can see, I still look like the same person. I just think I definitely look improved. The biggest thing that I see for myself, uh, when I go back, like somebody will leave a comment on a video of mine from like 2011 and I have to go back and just respond to them. I'm like, Oh wow, look at my lips. Like they're so thin. And I, I always thought that my, I had full lips but even back then I'm like oh (laughs) I like how my lips look better now um it makes a big difference um but generally speaking I really do I think I you've really made me look great and I look like myself but I have a lot of stuff I have a lot of stuff that's been injected inside and you can tell people how much I don't care if you're are you really pulling up my file?
1: No, I was just kidding.
0: <laughs> okay, because we could do that on the next show. You can tell people how much yeah. how much gas is in this face. But I always joke with people. I'm like, when I die, they're not going to have to cremate me. They can just deflate me because I will be so full of fillers. And
1: <laughs> but you look so good. So I think that's the important thing. Like, yes. you don't look fake. You know, you look very natural. You just look like time stopped. You know, and that's really the goal. If you're a good injector, um, is just buying them time because nothing. If, if somebody really wants to look young and really wants to pull back their skin, you know, to, to be like no wrinkles, that's a facelift. Like we talked about, like yeah. surgery is always king. There's nothing that's going to beat surgery. Everything else under that is literally just stopping time. And some people are completely against surgery and that's fine, you know, but for those that are just like, Hey, I want to make it to my sixties or 70s looking as natural as possible awesome then let's get you on neurotoxins let's replace the collagen that you've lost in your face at each decade let's get you on a good skincare regimen um peel like the whole nine all of those things are important like hey how do I not have a heart attack when I'm 50 well make sure you eat well Mm -hmm. you exercise you drink water you know all those things play a role on the skin and the face just as they do on the inside organs. So exactly understand that. I think people link Botox and fillers to looking fake and there's, it, it's just another organ. It's another part of, of your body. It's the skin.
0: It's the, body. well, and you make, that's a really good point that you make. And I will say before I, I make this point, um, cause if I forget, just bring me back to what you said about heart disease, But I I do want to tell you the number one um, compliment that I get, which is a testament to you. um, And I've had several people who like used to watch me on YouTube when that was like the only place I put content Um, and they'll find me on Instagram and they're like, Oh my God, you know, I used to watch you on YouTube 10 years ago, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I had two people in the last two weeks that said, They're like, I used to watch you on YouTube. It's so great to find you here. Do you even age? Like they say, you look exactly the same as you did 10 years ago. And like, to me, that's a damn awesome compliment. And this is also, I swear to almighty God, this is the truth. Um, Shakira, I was telling you before that we started recording about going to the neurologist. When I went to the neurologist, her 25-year-old receptionist girl, the girl that does the intake, she was taking in my information and I already filled out the form. So they had my birthday, my driver's license, everything. So she brings me in, weighs me, bitch. And um, <laughs> I'm like, why do you have to weigh me? We're talking about a headache. And my just not right. I punched her. And um, so then she's like, I'm sitting there to take my blood pressure. I-, I swear to God, you guys, I'm not making this up. Um, she goes, what's your date of birth? And I'm like four sixty nine, and so then she's like doing something else blood pressure, shaking my temperature. And she's like, "Um, can you give me your date of birth again?" And I'm like, "April 2nd, 1969." And she goes, "How old are you?" And I'm like, "50." And she goes, "Shut up." And I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "I honestly I thought that you you wrote out your birthday wrong because literally I thought you were 30." And I'm like, Yay! Uh, Yeah. And I'm like, "I have to I have to send that to Shakira." Yeah, Yeah. But <laughs> Back to what she said a second ago when you're talking about um, because I firmly believe this. So I don't smoke. I don't do drugs Um, for me. You know, wine and tequila are my drugs of choice, if you will. Botox is also my drug of choice. (laughs) It gives me a high. But um, (laughs) I I don't do drugs. I I don't smoke. Um, I have absolutely been a sun worshiper. I'd be lying if I said that I haven't. I've absolutely gone tanning most of my adult life. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. But when you, when you live right, like it, and you're a happy person, and you, you manage your stress, you invest in self-care, massage, moisturizers, really good skincare, and, and you're pouring nutrition into your body. So most of you listening to this show are into fitness and, and, and a healthy lifestyle. That as well is going to affect how you age. I've seen it. I believe it. I have met people who are exactly my age from my high school class. And both from a combination of being very overweight, but also just like living hard, they look twenty years older than me. Do you agree with that?
1: Yep, absolutely, one thousand percent.
0: Yeah, I mean, so you really got to watch your lifestyle too, and that you know, it, it's not just about what you weigh on the scale. Um, let's wrap up the the toxin part a little bit with a couple of very specific questions. So, um, when when people are getting you know, Botox, would you say that, because when you inject me, you not only inject my forehead, which am I accurate in saying that when you do get Botox, that's what causes my eye, my eyebrow lift? Because a lot of women, that's very appealing to them, the eyebrow lift. That comes with the Botox. Is that right?
1: Yes. It's, it's how we relax the muscles, but you can do it through the forehead or you can do it at the tail of the brow. Okay.
0: And then you also will inject um, in the crow's feet. And then, am I correct that you go like below my eyes? Is that right?
1: I do. That's something that I learned from Erica. Uh, and I, what does that do? So it's dependent, it, it's patient specific. So I don't do it on everybody, Okay. but on patients like you, cause you're happy and you smile all the time. If you <laughs> just treated your crow's feet, which is just the outside of your eye where those wrinkles kind of accumulate when you smile then it would bunch up the bottom part, like right underneath your eye would make you look like bun. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, yeah. Just wrinkled up in there because that skin would not be relaxed and it'd still be active. So all those muscles would like bunch up and, and cause wrinkles. And so what that does under the eye is relax those muscles so that it gives you a nice full open eye without it bunching up. Mm.
0: You know? It's really, it's really cool. I, and I, am asking about the eyebrow too thing because I love it. And it's really, it's, it's almost like, to me, what I see is it's where you don't put as much of the Botox that gets that, that eyebrow lift that that's my, my take on it. But I do remember again, the first woman that I went to see, she sold me on all therapy for a brow lift. And now that I know what I know about Botox, I'm like, that's such BS. Yeah. Um, because at
1: your point, like people just I feel bad for patients, like sometimes, how can I say this politically correct? <laughs> but it's hard because you can walk in like they, sometimes you, there's it's a big, fancy place and it has all these credentials behind it, but it doesn't mean they're good, yeah, sometimes. and that's the hard part for me. And that's most of the reason why I like to educate. And regardless of whether you come to me or not, like that's why I do the stuff I do in social media. That's why I associate myself with, the, with my colleagues um, because it's important for people to know a good quality injector and just an honest person that will really
0: do what's best for you and not what's best for their pocketbook. It, oh my gosh, yes. And I can tell you that, um, the, so the woman I saw, it was a Kristen Gunn in, in Austin, and she works at Dr. Jennifer Walden's office. And I'll link these people up for those of you in Austin. Um, she was fantastic. In fact, I'll see if I can get her on the show too. And uh, Dr. Walden has agreed to be on the show as well. We'll talk more about plastic surgery and some of these other procedures with her. Um, but I had a very, very good experience with her after having been misled and overcharged and and some really bad experiences because I didn't know enough and I wasn't a strong enough personality back then to stand up for myself with the first woman. And so I ended up spending a lot more money because she was, you know, just interested in padding her pocketbook. And what I can tell you is that when I went to Kristen Gunn and I told her, you know, how frustrated I was and I remember one of the first things she said to me because at this other woman's office, I'd had a Botox session not take. Like three weeks later, I could easily raise all of you know. I had the wrinkles in my forehead, and I called back, and she charged me to go back and fix it. Crazy. And I remember several other people that I saw after that going, "You should not have been charged for that." Like Allergan, in that case, would have, you know, given you another chance with with another vial or whatever. So when I first went to Kristen, she was like, "Look, if you ever come in here and you're not happy," Come back and let me know. I will fix it. And I felt so reassured. And every time I've been with Shakira, you guys, I kid you not, she you, she can verify this. I have asked her. Oh, I don't think that's enough. I think we should add more. I think we should do more. How about another vial? And and she will talk me out of it. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, she's trying to be she's trying to be nice right now. But truthfully, she has been like when I got my lips done last. I had waited way too long. It had been over a year since I got my lips done and I was, I'd shown her a picture of somebody's lips that I loved. I'm like, that's what I want. And so I saw in the mirror when she finished, I'm like, Oh, it's not, they're not big enough. This is not going to be big enough. I want them juicier. And I'm like, I think we should do more. And Shakira's like, so she could have just taken what I said and said, okay, I can make some more money. But she literally was like, why don't you live with them for a while? I think you're going to like them. And truthfully they're perfect. I love them. So she is much more about, knowing what will make me happy and what will make me look better and creating a plan over time so that I also still look like myself. Hey, Everybody, you've reached the end of part one of this two-part episode with Shakira Cabrera. Make sure you tune into part two.